And I can put you in Yes, I am. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to BHLC Podcast. I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. I got a great show for y'all tonight. Hope everybody doing all right on this October the 14th night. Uh, the BHLC Podcast, make sure you go subscribe on YouTube, BHLC Podcast. And make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I need them subscribes. Uh, I got a great show tonight, but let me go over a couple things here real, real quick. Um, first and foremost, I got to give love to uh, Dr. Kane Smile Center here in Louisville, Kentucky, 745 LaGrange Road, one of my sponsors. You got my teeth right. <laughs> uh, also, too, uh, I got to give love to 21st Germantown, where I usually do my podcast, but I couldn't do it there tonight. There's some special going on tonight, but that's all right because it would have been too noisy. Uh, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Also, too, uh, I want to uh, get, I'm going to get into a little bit more of this as we go on. But this month, October month, is big because it's Cancer Awareness Month. And it affects a lot of people, people you may know or somebody, even if you don't know them, you know somebody who do have cancer. So we're going to get into that a little bit, too, as, as, as the night goes on. Uh, you can also check out my podcast on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. Um, I'm streaming on all them platforms. So shouldn't be no reason why you shouldn't see this big old hell, at least hear it. <laughs> um, but like I said, I got a great show for y'all tonight. Um, I can't wait to bring them in because uh, they've been on my podcast before. They're so inspirational. I love having them. And um, yes, I said them, which means plural, which means two. Uh, they 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 got a lot of things going on. I'm gonna let them explain themselves to them, but I'm gonna give you their name and everything. But I'm gonna let them explain their resume, what they're doing in their life right now. And uh, I'm just grateful to have them on my podcast. But um, there I give them a BLTLC welcome. Uh, her. And make sure y'all comment. Any comments or questions you got for my for my guests to me, please comment. And I definitely will ask some while the podcast is going on. I give a big BLTC podcast welcome to the one and only Malera Green and WL Green the third. I love both of them. What's going on, King and Queen? Hi, good evening. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Hey, what's going on? Good to see oh, y'all. Sorry. Good to see y'all beautiful smile. <laughs> yeah. Um I was just, I didn't tell the people too much about y'all. I figured I'd let y'all tell your resume. I used to let people tell about their resume first of all. Much. I know how I go. Everything all right there in Virginia? Everything straight where y'all at? Yeah, things going rainy. well. It's yeah. rainy today, but yeah, yeah. We, were, we were able to take the rain and actually be in the house with our, our kids instead of having to do a bunch of sports stuff. So mm-hmm. we not complain too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, y'all got to enjoy that thing. Y'all got yeah. to enjoy that. Yeah, here in Louisville, it was pretty nice. It was a pretty nice day here in Louisville. It was a little bit cold, but it was nice. So, um, <laughs> so um, before I get into this, I just know I, I just want to say so I'm just I, like I said before. I'm grateful to have y'all on my podcast, and mm-hmm. and and I know that y'all are gonna just be very inspirational to my subscribers because they love listening to you all. So. Um, <laughs> So let me just, I don't know, I want just want to get in. But if I get into it, tell me a little bit about yourself, because I, I got a couple of things I want to talk about. I can just talk all day, so you know how I go. <laughs> Dude, well, first, uh, I actually had the opportunity to meet Lara back in 2008. So 
Okay. This goes back quite some time. We've been married nine years. Wow. Yes. Um, two kids, seven and four. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest athletes you're going to ever see. Daughter, she's a cheerleader. I mean, mm-hmm. she was tumbling like she was a ball yesterday. And then <laughs> right. son, he's uh, immaculate on the soccer field. Uh, so he's going at that. Uh, the wife, she's blowing up, touring. Right, um, yeah. Business is growing. That's great. Uh, I'm a teacher, you know, educator. Mm-hmm. Building that platform, both in school. I was getting a PhD. Right. Uh, I'm finishing off my teaching license. So we, we definitely just got a lot of different things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, going on, whether it be career, personal. We got a lot of different moving parts going. Right. Well, that's great. That's outstanding, man. That is <laughs> outstanding. It really is. Uh, I mean, doing positive things, especially for the kids. And then she's doing her thing, traveling. And I've, I've been seeing a lot of stuff y'all been doing uh, via social media, which is great. I'm always liking it because I know y'all doing positive stuff. So uh, more than anything. So I just, and it, it's just, it's great to have y'all on here. And it's great to see y'all doing positive stuff, you know, which I'm sure, like I said, the people love more than anything, seeing y'all doing positive stuff. So, and it's always, it's always good to see uh, people doing positive stuff because it's so easy to do a lot of negative stuff. But I'm, I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, how, how does this affect y'all Cancer Awareness Month? This is Cancer Awareness Month. And um, it, it affects, I know some people, I got some relatives as well as friends, family, whatever, that, that this is affecting. Uh, it shouldn't just be a certain month. It should be always, I say, anyway. It shouldn't just be one month, you know? It should always be something we'd be aware of and take take notice of and try to help people with. So um, how does this affect you and your family? Well, I know I can speak for me. Um, the last grandmother, well, all of my grandmoms had some form of cancer when they passed away. And each of them, they were rare cancers where it's like we found out one minute and then it metabolized or metastified, whatever that name is. And Yes, there we go. And it overtook their entire body. Uh, so for me, cancer runs in my family in a way. Um, mm-hmm. So it definitely impacts me. And I remember my one of my mentors, she was the first person that I knew that passed away with breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. And when that happened, it's like it, it took the breath from me. Um, yeah. And, you know, even when it comes to seeing how death impacts my children, uh, we've had, excuse me, we've had two family members, one being my great grandmother and the other being his aunt. Um, that they both passed within like six months of each other due to cancer. Um, And then for Will, we went to go and actually meet his uncle. And what he didn't know was every aunt and uncle of his grandmother had some form of cancer. So we're sitting here like, wait a minute, it has a skip a generation. That's something that we, we need to talk about. So I know for me personally, Cancer Awareness Month is super huge. My father even has stage one um, mm-hmm. cancer. Uh, and yeah, that that really impacted us as well. It's like when you hear that word, you feel like it's a death sentence. My dad is in remission. There's nothing there. But I have to carry myself in a certain way. Um, and even now at 30, I had to get a colonoscopy because my dad had colon cancer. So mm-hmm. really being able to kind of just be in that space. But that's kind of how it's impacted me. Uh, similar just as you said my great uncle uh he mentioned colon cancer Mm -hmm. and first time i ever heard it you know in that 
regard and how it has, you know, been amongst the family. Um, have an aunt passed away. Uh, my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, uh, had cancer as well. So realistically, it is very familiar amongst the bloodlines. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, it'd be a fool not to take it serious, you know, health, you know, diet, yeah. like all of that. It would be would be a fool not to take it serious and understand right. where it is in our family history. And then even for our kids, you know, they got it from both ends. So, you know, just certain mm-hmm. things to hopefully educate, teach them on, you know, about themselves. So it's nothing is a surprise, but they will have a better opportunity to combat or live a better life that it doesn't. Uh, they don't succumb to that. Right. I try to teach my, uh, none of my kids, or just anybody that's been around cancer, I have something to do with it. Just try to have a strong mindset. It's the mindset more than anything with cancer. I think it's something we can't run from. It's something that's here and it's going to be here forever. And our mindset's got to be strong with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, physically, we know we're going to deal with it. If, if you haven't, you're going to deal with it physically. But um, the mindset is everything. That's everything in life, period. But especially with disease like cancer, your mindset has to be really strong. And um, you keep a strong mindset, you'll be surprised what you can be especially for the mindset spiritual first and foremost. We all know that. So if it's very spiritual, you can really, really be strong against, against cancer. And uh, I just wish they had some type of cure for this. And I've always said, you know, I don't know, like, like Chris Rock said, I understand that the money's in the medicine, but it always makes me wonder. It really does. But that's a whole nother political uh, side there. So, But um, I just wish they would, would come with a cure for it because it's one of the biggest diseases out there that's really killing our human race which is not good. So it's been around for a long time. So, and I've lost a lot of relatives to it. So, but I don't know, like I said, I just know that the mindset has to be strong with cancer more than anything, the mindset. So. Yeah. I tell them that all the time, you know, I, cause I work with different kinds of patients and for, for me, I've always told them your reality has zero to do with what you see, but also do with what you believe. So I've seen people live years after their diagnoses because their mindset was, well, this is the diagnosis. I can't change it. But what I can change is how I feed myself, how I surround myself with those I love, how I work, how I take time off. Like they didn't see it as a life taker. They they saw it as a life giver. Like they knew their time was borrowed. So they made the best of the time that they had. Mm -hmm. And then I know those where they may have got stage one. And because they just heard the C word, then they said, my life is over. And then it just completely went. Um, I know with my grandmother, uh, it was like she went from being completely mobile and then they gave her that C word. And I do believe mentally she gave up um, because her body completely just came to it. Like prior to her having that diagnosis. She still mm-hmm. lived. She still drove to church. She still did all the things. Mm-hmm. As soon as she heard it, it was like, well, my life is over. I'm done. I'm going to go move with my my daughter and I'm going to mm-hmm. see my family and, you know, these things. So for me, I've seen it both sides where people gain back time. But then I saw people who lost time. Like, for example, one of my sheroes, she had a rare case of cancer that attacked her muscles. Um, and she was diagnosed when we were in high school. And it would eat away at her flesh. It would literally like draw her down. But till her very last day, she was a warrior. I've never met anybody stronger than her. Mm-hmm. 
um, she could be in pain and she'll show up for her daughter who was a miracle daughter. She would be in pain and she'll stand up on the pulpit and tell her testimony to other people to keep going. So like she lived with her cancer for a very, very long time. And But the life that she lived was so full that when she passed, it's like we know that she had cancer, but we know Mache Austin. We didn't know the cancer. We knew her on her crutches that was there, that was uh, designed head to toe. Like, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I saw her life and I saw how right. she give up. Um, and that's a testament to that mindset. Like when I realized, yeah, my time is borrowed, but I still don't know my last day. Yeah, I got this diagnosis, but I still don't know when this diagnosis is going to make me succumb. So right now, this moment is the only thing that matters. So. You know, I definitely want to shout out Michelle Austin because she was someone who really touched my soul. Um, we lost her during COVID, but mm-hmm. you know, we, we do have to do better with talking about people's mindset. And even you know, with cancer myself, I remember when I was diagnosed with primary bilateral cirrhosis of my liver. Um, it's an autoimmune disease, and the first mm-hmm. thing in my mind is like I could have completely freaked out. I found out on my 28th birthday that I had it, like on my actual birthday. Wow, wow. Um, nobody mm-hmm. in my family has this, and it's a rare autoimmune disease, <laughs> right? Um, and I just happened to find out because you know your girl wanted to lose some weight, so they did a liver biopsy, and it was like, right. oh, we think you got some issues. And I think it's my mm-hmm. mindset. Like even when I go get checked now, they're like, you're not even on the stages. Like you got it. But you're not on stage one, two, three, four. You don't need no liver transplant, things like that. But it was the mindset. Like when I got the news, I just worshiped God. Like I was like, all right, I know what that means. I know Mm -hmm. know, if I need to get medicine or I need a liver transplant, it is what it is. But what I'm going to do is use my time to be able to fulfill my purpose. So I will tell anybody out there that has a diagnosis, whether it's cancer, autoimmune disease, a health issue or problem, your mindset is what's going to actually heal you. Because yep. healing isn't always the physical. Sometimes healing is just being able to say, like, with this time that I have, which is already borrowed, I'm gonna make the best of it. Right. See, I love hearing that story because I tell people, everybody, either you know somebody or you know somebody of that has cancer, and everybody has a story with cancer. But I think too, we got to enhance the stories because it makes your mindset stronger when you hear the stories of people who are survivors of cancer. So it doesn't do nothing, but enhances your mindset for somebody else. You know, when we hear all these great stories, we can't see, even though everybody's cancer sucks and we all hate it, but it's it's good you hear these these stories of, of survivors of cancers and, and people who've gotten through it and some who haven't, some who haven't, but it's great to hear these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's the mindset, like you were saying more than anything. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm going to go into this first because <laughs> let me just say this. My wife was just downstairs, and I was great stuff. I was starting my podcast, and she's like, "Who are you talking to up there?" And I didn't say that to her. I'm like, "Trying to do my podcast." Well, she heard was your female voice, Malara. And she's like, uh, "Who you up there? You playing around? I mean, you better not be on the online site." I'm like, "Shh, <laughs> nah." <laughs> but, now, <laughs> but that's just marriage. My wife know I love her. She knew I was doing my podcast. I don't know why she's downstairs tripping, but, uh, but now with all that said, she knew I love her, and I'm doing anything in the world for. Her. But, but in the same aspect, uh, we I love her so much to, to the point where, like I told her, I said, as long as our love keeps growing, we're going to grow together. You know, it's about I love growing together. Um, it's about being with each other at all moments, in all times. You know, marriage is not, and then we, I was talking to somebody at work about this. Let me just say, in my job the other day, 
And me and my buddy was talking because he'd been married about just as long as I have. And I told him, I said, the, the beautiful thing about marriage is getting through the situations. I said, you're going to have situations. The beautiful thing is getting through and watching them blossom. I said, a lot of times we get so mad at the situations because we're in it. But when you get married, when you get married, to me, it should be marriage slash situations because it comes with situations. Yeah. When you're married, it comes with it. So I'm going to let y'all speak on this. So. <laughs> That's all right. Well, Bet you said that, you know, <laughs> you know, I can even use myself and it's a very, very real, you know, situation. But even as you grow, there are things in your youth that you bring into it. Yeah. And you <clears throat> capital H-A-V-E have to <laughs> deal with it because it, it's like wallpaper. You, you try to paint over it, but it's going to show up. Right. Yeah, and that's right. If you mask it and keep putting it under it shows up in so many different various ways yep uh even ways that you may not understand grasp notice you know mm -hmm. at the time, like you say your spouse with them being there they see it they yep. see the size and different parts of you that you're unaware of or you yes. you know attempted to bury um yeah and that can hurt yeah <laughs> like, it can it can realistically that can hurt yeah. Um, and it takes a whole lot. You know, it takes a whole lot of selflessness. Yeah. Because uh, you see, you know, the areas in which you've been selfish or being selfish. Um, yeah. It requires a lot. It requires a whole lot. And yep. you got to want it. Like I said, you have to want to work through it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, with being married, you don't know what's going to show up. Nope, sure so don't. When you say I do, we say I do for various reasons. Um, but one of it is the feeling of love. Um, I know mm -hmm. we went to a marriage ministry at our church and we was watching this video and I wish that I could give credit to this guy. But he said, you know, marriage is not about the fluffy feelings, but it's about the iron sharpened iron. Like my pride yeah. is going to show up, you know, mm -hmm. Gonna show up. Uh, the things I need to grow in—that's the things that's going to show up in the marriage because the the marriage is supposed to bring out the best version of you. And yeah. what I would say is the the hardest part when it comes to marriage is if both people aren't strategic with their own healing, kind of piggybacking what he was saying in their you know childhood stuff or young adult stuff before you got married, if if that other person doesn't deal with those things on their own, it is not the spouse's responsibility to heal those areas. And then if it goes undone, then the person that you say you love, that's going to be the person that's going to be hurt the most because they're the one that's in it with you. They're the ones that's like, look, I know your stuff, but if you're honest with me, we can walk through it. Um, but if you're not honest, then that's the thing that really breaks up marriage. So what I would just tell anybody with marriage is communicate even the hard things, yeah. because sometimes we take away our spouse's choice to even want to grow in the marriage because I can want to grow. But based off of whatever surface that you provide, but if there's something underlining that's happening now I'm making a decision to grow or making a decision to invest when I don't know all the stuff. 
So when you are in a marriage, I forgot what the scripture talks about, but it says, well, it's, it's about Adam and Eve. They were naked together and unashamed. Mm -hmm. yep. If we can't be naked together and unashamed, if I can't say, hey, I made, I, I messed up, I caused the situation. If, if I can't say, hey, yeah, you know, I took the wrong turn getting away from home or I, I sent the wrong text or I entertained the wrong conversation or I got lost in the thing. If if we can't be naked and unashamed in front of one another, then the marriage is not going to be sustained. So we, we got to do a better justice when it comes to our spouses, um, because I do believe that we can eliminate divorce, but we can't eliminate divorce if people aren't taught how to be honest, if people aren't taught how to acknowledge their stuff before it gets out of hand. Um, because then once it gets out of hand, if somebody do reach out and say, you know, I'm going to get a divorce and everybody around you is like, wait, what happened? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there's been things mm -hmm. that's been going on in a marriage that that person either gave grace or mercy towards, or that person gave an understanding ear or space. So I would just say, you know, anybody who is in a marriage and, you know, you may find yourself faced with situations, you know, give yourself grace. And pick what you believe is best because everybody's going to have their own opinion of what you should or should not do. Um, but it takes you and your spouse to to make sure that you have safeguards around mm -hmm. um, to be able to get rid of whatever your vices are, because everybody has a vice. Everybody has something that is either insecurity or a place where they're, you know, weak at. It don't just go away just because you're married. Just because now, you know, I have a main person that I can get busy with. It don't mean that the other thoughts or feelings or things that you had is going to go away. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, if I never loved myself for real and I was looking for my spouse to love me in that way, if, if they can't because they got their own stuff. So we just need to be more mindful of healing our own things so then we don't hurt the person that we're with because when then that happens, then they'll have to rebuild trust. Now that person has to make the decision whether or not to keep going forward or to go a separate way. And then when you go a separate way, if you add kids and finances and all these other things, you're not just hurting yourself and your spouse. You're yeah. not hurting your kids. You're hurting your pockets. You're hurting your yeah. family. That's right. Um, yeah. So marriage, marriage has to be intentionally done. And then when the hurt or pain happens, then both have to be understanding of each other's process and mm -hmm. be okay with whatever that outcome is or is not. Right. Yeah. I mean, you said you touched a lot of bases with what you just said, but some of the things I've been highlighted in my marriage since, you know, I've been married for a long time. Okay, my wife is 94. I've been married since 2006 is a uh, forgive compromise and sacrifice um i'm real big on that and in order for to to merge to outlast itself and like something you said the communication got to be there first and foremost because if you don't have the communication you're going to find yourself forgiving compromising, and sacrificing if you don't communicate and it can be it can be something you don't you, you could be like i don't need to communicate this with her yeah you do you know what I'm saying? Some 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 stuff you think you don't need to communicate with your partner. You really do. And let me say this, too. I know I said marriage, but marriage is so open nowadays. These young people get all there's all different type of marriages. Let me just say this, people got open marriages, whatever their marriage is. I'm not knocking nobody for their marriage. But through it all, it's still a marriage and you got to have understanding because it wouldn't 
it wouldn't be a marriage if you have understanding. You both respect each other's understandings and everything you're doing together. You know, so I think a lot of times, especially with our younger people, they think once they get married, that's it. Okay, I, I ain't got to do nothing else. No, that's when the work starts. Yeah. You know, that's when it starts. You think it, you think it started when you got together and all of a sudden you became married. No, it starts when you get married and you got to really dig in and make it work through it all. Because it's the people outside the circle that are trying to hurt your circle inside. And um, I guess I remember uh, a guy telling me one time when I first got married, he said, he drew his circle. He put these. He put these little dots in there. He said, "This is you and your family. Don't let nobody get in the circle." He said, "He put all these people outside the circle." He said, "These are the ones trying to invade your circle." He said, "If you let too many people in your circle, your circle is going to explode, and then you're not going to be together no more." He said, "Keep your circle tight." That's what I always told me. He said, "Communicate. Keep it tight. You don't have to let everybody know nothing. Everything about your marriage." I think social media is one. The worst things for people's marriage are you putting their marriage information on social media. I don't care who you are. You should never, never put your marriage information, especially if it's very personal. Because now you open Pandora's door for everybody. Say, hey, you know, I heard your wife was doing this. I heard your husband was doing this. That's not cool. Keep it in-house when you can work it out yourself. You know, so I'm just, I'm just a big believer of that. So, but I just know the work starts when you get married and you have to believe in your marriage believe in it spiritually another thing i think is important to be spiritually a little bit of spiritually yoke, yoke together when you get married and if you're not spiritually yoked when you get married you can work on it as you get married because being spiritually yoked is definitely definitely beautiful now a lot of couples say they are spiritually yoked when they get married but then sometimes they they spiritually yoke gets unbalanced you know through you know through not really giving god and other people around them you know the, the love so but it, it is marriage is tough but i signed up for this and I knew it wasn't going to be easy, so I'm going to put in the work because I love her. And I hope she loved me the way I'm talking about her now, which she may not. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, nah. So I just, you know, but y'all know what I'm saying because, you know, I've, I've been married so long. It's like, shoot, I, I got marriage license that got uh, Abraham Lincoln on it, so I've been married so long. <laughs> but it's all good, like I said, because she knows, you know, they, they know. Uh, let me get into, and I'm 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 gonna roll this too because this kind of rolls with marriage. Even though you're married, you got to still do this as an individual, self growth. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I something I was talking to my buddy about too the other day. My job, I said I'm I'm just getting real strong with my self growth. You know, yeah, I'm married, but I got to have my self growth in order for my marriage to be strong. I got my own self growth. There's no way my marriage is gonna grow unless I have my own self growth to make the marriage stronger. And I want my queen to have her self growth. Cause that makes us come together even stronger and we have self and spiritual growth together, you know? So, but you can elaborate on that too, a little bit. I would say starting, <laughs> um, self growth is definitely predicated on the type of mindset that you have. And what I mean by that, you yeah. can be surviving or you can be uh, thriving, uh, when you're in survival mode, it's, it's, I say it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm what you find yourself investing in might not even be what you need to be developing. Right. Uh, you may have to go a little bit deeper to see where, you know, it's what, what it is that you're growing from. Right. And the way to do that, honestly, is to be honest with self. You can't nobody else do that for you. Nope. Uh, I heard somebody say, you know, you got to live with you 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, so only, you know, those feelings only, you know, the, pit in your chest that you feel at certain times mm-hmm. 
you know, that's only for you to be able to deal with and to cultivate because the reality, if you, you know, those things that you feel, though you only feel it, it still comes out. Oh, yeah. So the people might not know that's what you're feeling, but your body is giving off, you know, the body language, the energy is giving off that. Mm -hmm. not right. Right. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, until you start to develop on it again, it's almost like having blinders on. You know, you'll try to merge over and hit the car every time. Yeah. You know, so you are aware, you know, of mm -hmm. those things that are around you, within you, that you mm -hmm. work on and develop. Oh, right. Now you hear my dog. Well, yeah, he need to work on his self-growth. <laughs> <Dog. laughs> so we have a little puppy. I'm not really sure where she here, but um, for me, um, I would say this. Come here, sweetie pie. Thank you. Um, I would say the lack of admitting that mm -hmm. one has to grow is typically what kills a marriage. I don't know if you get real quick. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> the the lack of actually sharing that or, or stating that or mm -hmm. admitting to that keeps different things happening mm -hmm. in the marriage that should not be. Right. So that self-growth piece is imperative to the success of your marriage because nobody ever stays the same. If nope. you are still in love with the same person that you married years ago, then y'all marriage is just literally just in survival mode because there's no way that person still thinks the same way, moves the same way, feels the right. same way. And yeah. you have to be okay with allowing for your spouse to find themselves. Um, but that also does not mean that you minimize your needs just because that person still has, you know, things to grow in. Right. Um, I was recently listening to Dr. Darius Daniels and he quoted from this book and I wish I wrote down the name of the author, but he said, change the things that changes the things that change the thing that need to be changed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay. And then when he said it again and he broke it down, he said, you can't just say, I want to lose weight, but you don't change what you eat. You can't say yep. that I want my, you know, my marriage and my relationship to be better, but I don't communicate what I need. Like, right. so I have to change the actual things that's going to make the change in my life. And that is what self-growth helped you do. Um, we're, none of us are perfect. So we all have areas in our lives that we need to grow in. Um, right. Whether that's your own self-value and worth, whether that's in your career, whether that's in your spiritual life, right. um, but self-growth is a thing that's going to help. And Les Brown says it this way. He says, you don't have to be great to get started, but you do have to get started to be great. Yep. So there's a lot of people who I would say default in a marriage specifically, mm -hmm. thinking that the marriage is their development pad when it's not. Like, right. You are the one that's going to have to grow. You are the one that's going to have to invest in yourself. You are the one that's going to have to use the resources that you have. So this is where we talk about, well, how do I grow? And mm -hmm. you go through, yeah, taking care of your spirituality. I, I, I look at spirituality like an outlet in the wall. That's where the power is through it, whether there is something plugged into it or not. But if mm -hmm. we don't pay our electricity bill, guess what? Yeah. It ain't cut on. It don't That's mean right. no power there. It's not cut on. So some people are living mm -hmm. election notice from their spirituality because they haven't taken time for it. 
Um, when it comes to mentally and emotional, you know, you can have God and have a therapist at the same time. I'm a whole therapist in these streets that's in therapy for myself, for us, for our kids. Like we in therapy at least five times a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah. that's my way of making sure that we cultivate a good mental and emotional health, especially when challenges arise, like being able to have some somebody from the outside looking in, knowing what our actual end goal is, and then they can be a support to that. Um, I also go see a life coach physically. I have a personal mm -hmm. trainer. I, I eat well. Like I have never been this committed to myself personally, but that's yes. self-growth. I realize I am what I eat and not just my food, but what I listen to, what I read, what I entertain, who I talk to. Um, that was a part of self-growth. Uh, socially, allowing for people to be in my space. I now got a village. You know, that, yeah, that's yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I now got specific people that get to have a bird's eye view of what's really going on in my life that I can respect when they give me constructive criticism because it's based off of the goals and dreams that I shared with them and not what they're expecting from me. And then business wise, mm -hmm. I'm now investing in someone to help me build my foundation. You know, everybody has a vision. Everybody has a dream. But sometimes you need the actual visionary to make your dream make sense. Um, so really being able to invest in those different dimensions. And if anybody was tracking, that's your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, social, and cash flow. When all of those have a form of harmony to it, that yeah. self growth is going to help in any relationships, whether it's marriage or with kids or just with friends. Yeah, it is. Self-growth is, is truly, it's truly on the person in the mirror. You know, it's, it's like playing a, a sport like golf, everything's on you when you hit the ball. You can't blame this other person, that person. So it's all on the person in the mirror. And 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 I've always said the thing about my self-growth more than anything, I love challenging my self-growth because the challenge is the beautiful part and me meeting the challenge and being part of it. And it feels good as I meet the challenge as it as it grows. You know, it's easy. It's easy to do the uh, easy stuff like Go drink, go drink stuff I ain't supposed to drink. Go eat food I ain't supposed to eat. Go do this, go do it. It's easy to do that. You have to challenge because at one point, as you get older, I tell people, especially my young people, I hope y'all listening. As you get older, young people, you're going to get challenged. And when you get challenged, you're going to have to let go of some things that you used to do you can't do no more. It's all about your mindset, like like you were saying, Miller, your mindset on how you accept it and how you challenge yourself. You know, because at some point, you're not going to be able to do the things you used to be able to do. It's all about your mindset. And if, and if you have the right mindset, you can get through anything that's in front of you. Because I truly believe God don't put nothing else in front of us that we can't get through. And a lot of times he's probably just trying to show us something anyway. So with that said, so, but um, truly, truly self-growth is real big. Uh, what was I was going to go here to? Because um, I'm, I'm real big on self-growth. I just, oh, I'm real big. So uh, more than anything. I've been I've been seeing you on different things too, Malaria, with uh Michael Carr. Somebody I worked with a long time ago doing some stand up, and uh, which I think is beautiful. Y'all know Michael, great guy, very great guy, great podcast. So he's doing his thing. So it's truly a truly a blessing. Well, here it is, right here. Let me get up here too. I got so much on here. This is one I always ask a lot of my guests here, and they really like. I told them I said it was one I added because. Here they gone tomorrow. Love, life, and money, and they all three go together. Yeah. And sometimes we just, you know, here today they gone tomorrow. Uh, somebody said to me, 
the other day, I was like, man, that was that was deep. He said, love us. We all go, we all die broke. Yeah. He said, what do you 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 get? We all die broke. <laughs> so I was like, man, that's deep. You're right, though. We do. We all die broke. He said, but while we're here, we we reaching for this and reaching for that. But when we die, we die broke. I was like, man, that's deep, you know. So, but it is, and, and love, you, you love, you love your family, you love people while you're here, your life, you try to make your life better for you as well as the people around you. And money, money is something you got to have while you're here. Until you leave her, like I said, you die broke. So, that's just one of my, my philosophers here is they gone tomorrow. So, <laughs> it's deep, man. Well, I agree. Uh, <laughs> realistically, uh, that's kind of what life is. Like they say life is short because before you know it, those things that again, that you have worked for, mm -hmm. like, well, one is not yours anyway. Nope. <laughs> you know, and when you, I think when you realize it's not yours, like say you realize how quickly, you know, it can be, plucked, yeah. can be taken, you know, using the biblical text, Job, you know, Job had a whole lot of very wealthy guy. Yeah. Being back to back to back, you know, he had things taken yeah. like say here today. And I know it says gone tomorrow, but here today, gone today. Yeah. You know, yeah. Literal, literal blink of an eye, you know, things yeah. can change. Um, so again, what you place your value in. You know, definitely what you place your value in. Cause like you said, you got broke, the bill mm -hmm. remain. You can choose to not take time off, or you can say, hey. Let me stay home today. Right. Because mm -hmm. what's, you know, it, it takes you to know what's important. And if you can't decipher what's important, what's here today and gone today could be the very thing that you didn't realize you actually needed. Right. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. I think it's, it's big to know, like, what do you value? And mm -hmm. if you want to know that, it's bigger than saying, I value my family, I value my friends. Right. I'll it go and really assess what are you really valuing because where you're placing your attention at, that's where that value is going to be. Mm. And once you are gone, even if you're gone and people never know where you're really valuing, <laughs> you still, your life is still going to speak to that. Like yeah. I'll give an example. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> I remember somebody in my family had passed away and when they passed away, it was all these women at the funeral. Okay. People were like, okay, who who this person? Why is she breaking down so much? Like, mm -hmm. who that Harpo, right? <laughs> you know, right, okay. Person was living different lives. So because okay. they're now deceased, their truth finally came out, right? So what we got to understand, even if we're here today, gone tomorrow, it's not you that's going to live with the pain of how you're living today. It's the people attached to you that's going to live with whatever pain that you don't take care of. So like for me, when I live, I live to die empty. So when I do yeah. die, my kids don't ever have to hear, well, did you know your mom was really this way? Or did you know your mom really did? Like, you know, like the life that I live out so openly is who I genuinely am. So mm -hmm. nobody can ever say anything about, you know, anything I've done right, wrong or indifferent because my life is so open. And mm -hmm. when it comes to like love, life and money, where you spend your money is where you really value too. Like yeah. we have to start looking at our pockets. Like if if, if you like I I, I want to make money, but yet you're spending money on a bunch of clothes or different tangible things. Like you said, you can't put that 
Ferrari inside the casket with you, you know, (laughs) go away and have that million dollars sitting in your casket because then that wouldn't have been worth it. So we got to understand that um, there was this other quote and it says the definition of family is I'm going to be present in your today to be in your memories tomorrow. So the question that you really got to ask yourself is how present am I in my today? Is where I'm placing my energy? Is it really with the people that I love? Is it really with the people that bring something to my life? Is it really me doing something career-wise that I can actually leave a legacy? So when tomorrow comes, people can remember me as who I said I am. Um, So I really believe that here today, gone tomorrow, make people or should make people think more intentionally. Um, There's this last quote from Les Brown that says, most people die when they're 30. They just don't get buried into their 70s. Wow, that's deep. So, you know, we got to understand that life is just not this happenstance. I think when the whole term YOLO came out many blue moons ago, when it was you only live once, I feel like that was the worst actual quote for anybody to live by because people thought about it in a sense of risk. Well, if I only live once, let me go jump out this plane. No, if I only live once, I'm going to make sure that the people that I love know that I love them. If I only live once, I'm going to make sure that anything that I do career-wise is going to make a lasting impact, and I'm not just going to do it because they promised me a bunch of money or promotions, but I'm doing it because on the other side of this, I'm actually making a difference. So that's why I believe that here today, going tomorrow, is intentionality, presence, and then asking yourself where are you actually spending your energy because your energy is going to speak to who you are as a person. Yep, it sure is. And um I just know they, like I said, this love, life, and money. I just felt like they combine, and just a matter of back to your mindset. And uh, <clears throat> we just take, I think, sometimes these three things for granted. But I just know that these three things are important to me: love, life, and money. I try to always uh, keep them, keep it together, and have a good mindset on all three things. Because, like I said, I'm a dad broke. But even though I might die broke, but I'm going while I'm here, I'm going to be rich in spirit. That's what I tell everybody, and nobody can take away from from me being rich in spirit and when i die my rich in spirit will go with me <laughs> but that money is staying back with my wife <laughs> so i so for what it's worth you know so but yeah um it's just I'm, let me go into this this is one i want to add and i'm gonna kind of slightly just just slightly put y'all on the spot just slightly i ask this question sometimes and I, i'll give you my question on it uh about it so just slightly because a lot of times you know people will be watching my podcast like why why they person just such a great person it's not i like to know more about him. something i don't know about him. something people don't know about you all yeah yeah and i've, I've said some things on here some, some things too what people don't know about me but i'm gonna let y'all go first because i've put my biz openly all over the podcast <laughs> <laughs> well i would say if we talk about individually Okay. People don't really know about me as I struggle a lot with feeling like I'm not good enough. Hence why I created my I'm enough movement. So Mm -hmm. I see my apparel on people or when I see it on my t-shirt or if I see it quoted, I remind me that I'm enough for everything that I'm accomplishing. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's one piece. Like I I have imposter syndrome up the yeehaw. Um, I'm a therapist. I'm a life coach. I'm a Reiki master. I'm a speaker. I have, I literally have all my 
uh, normally have all my initials behind my name, but I had to share it with him today. So y'all didn't get to see that. Right. <laughs> been of the descriptions and credentials right. and degrees, I mm. don't always see my value and my worth. Right. Um, and I would say that kind of goes into what people don't know about us is we have had many chapters of this is it. Mm -hmm. um, so and I always tell people sometimes it's scary to share that, especially like you brought up Michael Collier. I'm his relationship specialist, you know, right. um, up here we're talking about marriage. Um, people do look at us as this couple uh, like, yo, y'all young and y'all made it almost 10 years. Um, but in these 10 years, there's been many moments where yeah. we have been faced with the can we still do this? So I would say mm -hmm. that this podcast is kind of spot on and I don't want anybody to take it as, mm -hmm. you know, well, what are they hiding? It's not that we're hiding anything, but mm -hmm. I'm prayerful that as you guys see us continue to go on, you can look back at this podcast and say, they don't have to do it like Will and Jada. Not yeah. one time did we tell anybody about any challenges or struggles or anything that we had. Like, like you said, that's our business, but yeah. I do want people to understand that, marriage is not always perfect the way that you see it so if anybody looks at us and like man they got it all together i don't want anybody to walk away with you know that mindset um because again there's been four chapters where we've had to do a pivot where it's like can we sustain can we grow can like do we value this love do we value this life together where is our energy going so that's what I will tell people. Like, just don't look at us and think that we're perfect. We we have right. to make continuous decisions to recommit. And then even if that recommitment is a challenge, I'm mm -hmm. prayerful that we love each other enough to right. go and do what we need to do in order to make sure that we don't become broken people um, mm -hmm. because there's challenges that pop up in the marriage. Peace. Um, I was going to say... I use it similar to Camille we um, mm -hmm. are alike in some ways, but pasta syndrome, just as she mentioned, mm -hmm. um, the value. It, it, there are times, honestly, I look in the mirror and just look down. Right. <laughs> because, mm -hmm. because again, you know, mm -hmm. uh, self-image, self-worth, right. where, where it started, where it came from, and then even carrying that into life. It's like you can be 30 years old and still faking it, you know, um, mm -hmm. they call it enclosed cognition. This is right. mm -hmm. but, you know, even how you carry yourself attire wise could be a masking, you know, a masking of how you really feel. So it's like you're dressing up to look good because on the inside, you don't. Right. So that that's honestly something that I deal with, dealt with, um, something that's taken me a while to admit to, to even address. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's huge because, again, you can look like all is well. And then like that switch comes yeah. in. In fact, there's a show, Black Lightning. I reference it all the time. OK. It's uh, a character named Painkiller. OK. Uh, he's Khalil at one time and then Painkiller and the other. And for a very mm -hmm. long time, Painkiller was wrecking Khalil's life. Right. Same person. And it got to a point where Khalil had to find a way, figure out a way. Right. Suppress painkiller. Mm -hmm. 
pain killer and understand, okay, how in the world does this is this even relevant to life? And he figured it out. Right. Um, and in many cases, it's those things within you that don't go away, but you need to figure out, okay, where is this coming from? How can I master this so it's not um, dragging me down without me realizing? Right. So, you know, if you aren't aware, if you aren't aware of it, mm-hmm. things that you aren't aware of that still show up. Because you're yeah. not aware of it, but it still exists. Yep. So, you know, it's like turning a blind eye to it and allowing it to run rapid. Right. And that, like I said, I, you know, this is one of the stuff that people don't know, know about me is uh, more than anything I said, I, I get along with just about anybody. I can get along with anybody. But the one thing people don't know about me is <clears throat> I have my moments. I don't want to call it depression, but I just have my moments is what I call it. Because like I tell people, there's a frown behind a lot of smiles. People smile in front of the camera. People do this for them. But there are a lot of frowns. And it's all about how you work through it, you know. Because when at the end of the day, when you close the door at your house or wherever you're at, it's just you and your, your spouse or just you by yourself. And then you have to deal with yourself. And like it was kind of like what you were just saying. It's like it's in you. You know it's in you, but you ain't doing nothing about it. It's just there until you address it, whether it's through therapy or whatever. Then it gets, it comes out, you know, in, in the way it should come out. But if you don't address it, it's like instead of getting pushed down, instead of coming up out of you, you know. I've always said I feel better once I vent things out of me as a human being versus keeping it in. You know, I've kept a lot of things inside me that I really shouldn't have. And then once I got to, like you said, therapy, talk to some people, I was like, you know what? I need to get this out. That's the only way I'm going to be better as a person. So, but I tell anybody, if it's, you know, if it's something inside you, get it out one way or another. If you got to do the therapy or either talk to somebody personally that you really trust that would keep between you two if you ain't married, you know, so. But it's got to be something, you know, you can really talk to somebody about. So, but it was just something, you know, I just know there are a lot of people out there too, like I said, depressed. <clears throat> just really don't want to address that issue or talk about it, but you have to in order to get better along with yourself, you know what I'm saying? So, and the dog is happy to be on the podcast, saying, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he's, he's happy. He's, our yeah, puppy. Yeah. So, he's like five months old. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's real happy. I don't really, <laughs> yeah, he like, he's like, I'm, I'm in there now. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in there. Yeah. Um. Well, i tell you what, I just, I, I don't... You know, I love having y'all on here, and I just love talking to y'all. I love love hearing both of y'all voices. I love how you bring it king. I love how you bring it queen. And just being open about things in life and just in general with, with, with not only with y'all marriage, but just in general with everything, you know, because uh, people need to hear that. You know, people people think people are just so there's, – there's no perfect couple. There's no perfect human being. We all make mistakes. We all trying to get better. We all trying to be stronger through mindset. And let me just say this. It's even harder nowadays because there's so much going on around us here in 2023. And as we go to 2024, there's so much around us, so much negativity. It's so hard to hang on to positivity. It's easy to do negative, easy to do negative, but hang on to positivity where, you know, when I say positivity, what's good for you and you know, it's good for you, you know, you don't have to say yes to everything. My father used to tell me the most powerful word in the world is two letters, N-O, no. The most powerful word, and it can make you stronger. <laughs> you know, so, but uh, 
I don't know. I just it's just so much. So is there anything going on going on with y'all that y'all doing any extra anything extra in your life that maybe you can tell the people about? Is there anything special projects y'all got going on? <laughs> well, um, I just launched a personal development online course okay. on my website. Um, it's the Metamorphosis Experience. It is self-paced. And okay. I birthed it because I realized that there are so many of us that struggle with our worth. There is so many people that struggle with knowing their value, knowing mm -hmm. how good they are. And I'm telling you, I don't care how much you pray to God. If you right. I believe that you are worth him answering those prayers. They'll never happen. Yeah. So with my program, I encourage people to visit www.malaratransforms.com and you will click the tab that says your transformation and get your transformation. And I'm going to act as if you guys are a part of my Collier plan. And if you use CC23, for the Collier plan, um, mm -hmm. that will give you 40% off on mm -hmm. that course right now. So again, as you check out, use CC23, um, yeah. because I really want to help people create harmony in their lives. I want you to understand that no two people are the same. So when you begin to embrace your own journey, then that's when you start healing. Um, I want you to know who you are to your core. So we do the Myers-Briggs assessment, and then we go deep into how does your personality impact you as someone in a relationship, as a parent in the workforce, um, what your strengths and your weaknesses are? And then all that was an online course, everything that you do comes to me. So you'll still be able to interact and engage with me. And I am a licensed clinical social worker. So I do therapy. So you're not just going to get just someone who just put coach behind their name and right. or advice. No, like you're going to get clinically sound um expertise and advice doing this thing so that's one of the biggest things that i'm doing right now um of course i'm on the michael collier show every friday at 10 a.m eastern standard time i do the relationship segment which is why i kind of slid the whole Jaden will um, <laughs> right <laughs> they're um, open book Jaden will they're open book oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I do that every Friday. You can find that on YouTube and on Facebook. And I just do a lot of different things. And, and I don't, it's not that I don't like talking about myself because I realize when you tell people what you do, you tell people the gifts that God gave you. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to follow my spirit and I want to tell that person that may have been listening to this and they're like, well, where do I fit in all this? Like, look at them. They're doing all these things. You fit where you fit. You are the best you there is. You're not going to look like us. You know, nobody knows where we're going to end up. You can have a desire all day, but life be life in and you got to make adult decisions. Um, so I don't want anybody to look at our life or what we shared and minimize what you do. But if you are a cashier at Walmart, be the best cashier ever. If you are that bus driver every morning, every evening, be that best bus driver ever. If you're a comedian, you better make sure that you make people laugh their socks yep. off. Um, but that is literally what I do in my life. And that's why I wanted to bring that out. So again, therapist, coach, Reiki master, speaker, a woman of God that want to build the kingdom. And you can find me, like I said, at MalaraTransforms.com, where your transformation will meet you right there. That's great. What about you, King? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I, again, I'll start. I'm an educator. This is mm -hmm. actually my third year. Um, and what you need about it 
is I've been afforded the opportunity to be the head of the civics, you know, at right. my school as a history teacher. So that's why um, I lead a mentoring group um, at the school. Love, full I of love people. it. I love it. Mm. It hasn't fully began back up because, uh, of course, it's another year. So trying to figure out how that's going to work. But I mm. met a few of the eighth graders the okay. other day. And it was cool to see them, to see how they've grown from last year. Right. Um, musically, I'm, I am working on another project. It's taking a little right. while to, to write because okay. um, it is heartfelt. But I do take the time and actually put right. on lyrics and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and lectures, like I'm a studier, lecturer. Mm -hmm. I've had a few opportunities to do like African study lectures. And right. Lectures on the Nile Valley. Uh, so anything along that line is where my gift and focus talent is, especially when it comes to public speaking and uh, right. rhetoric. So, yes. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate what you're doing. When you, when all the thing you're doing with the African studies, the, the mentoring, let me say something about that mentoring. Um, I really tip my head off to you because you're taking care of our young, you know, trying to help our young, young kings and queens, whoever you're mentoring to be better people in this society. And that's not easy, especially if sometimes we don't have the right resources to do it. So I tip my head off to you because I know a lot of teachers that are going through that right now. Um, anybody that's working with these kids out here trying to make things better, especially what kids have to deal with in society nowadays, there's a lot that they deal with when they're not around their mentors, whether they're getting food at home or, or lecturing or parenting, you know what I'm saying? So that alone is, is to me, it just, Man, I just I just love that anybody that's mentoring and helping our youth out is truly a blessing because they are our future. They are the future, first and foremost. They are a big time future for us. So you continue to keep doing that and keep putting your faith in that and things definitely you will be blessed abundantly because mentoring, I know it's not easy. I know it's not. So and just keep keep doing that. Uh, I only got a couple of things to hear, but which I know right now I got a uh, uh, my next show is at uh 21st Germantown here in Louisville, Kentucky, 1481 South Shelby Street. Well, I usually do my shows at my next show. ain't going to be till February called the For the Love of Comedy Show, which I got down there. And um, that should be pretty nice. And I got some comedians I'm going to be talking to about doing that. Also, too, we just be at Louisville Comedy Club next month doing some comedy. I just got through doing some there two weeks ago. But uh, I enjoy, I always enjoy having y'all on here. You know I do. And um I always have, I just, I love the way both of y'all speak, your voices and just everything you're doing in life. Cause you know, you, y'all touch people in ways you don't even, you know, I know you realize it, but it's those you sometimes, you know, when you are walking in life and then one person comes to you, you didn't think he was touching their life and he come talk to you. You're like, man, I didn't know I was touching this person's life until they come talk to you, you know? So mm -hmm. just, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. So keep doing what y'all doing, touching people's lives and, and being who y'all are, you know, and, and with God's spirit first and foremost, because I've always got love for y'all and I love what y'all doing, you know, uh, here in society and helping people out, you know, just truly, truly a blessing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I love what I'm doing. I love um, doing stand-up. I love making people forget about their problems for the time I'm on stage, forget any problems they got, and they can laugh and enjoy themselves through their soul and laugh at me. And that's why I'm there for to entertain you so you can forget about some things and enjoy life, you know, and laugh. So, um just uh, like I said, keep doing what y'all doing because y'all definitely are, uh, are doing things that are definitely touching people's lives. Um, is there anything else you want to put out there before we end this podcast? I know she's handling some business over. Right. <laughs> uh, like, how can you get in contact with you or whatever they want to 
you know. Yeah, so uh, I know Malara, she's easily found uh, M-Y-L-I-R-A-G-R-E-N on Facebook. Right. Also, uh, Malara Transforms on Instagram. Right. Myself, W.L. Green Third on mm-hmm. Facebook as well. Uh, you can search me musically. I go by Furious Styles. That's P-H-U-R-I-O-U-S. Okay. S-T-I-L-E-S. Right. Uh, if you ever watched the movie Boys in the Hood, the Lawrence Fishburne character, <laughs> that's where the, my persona was inspired right. uh, right. from, from his character from that movie. Right. Uh, but my biggest thing, y'all, to those that are listening, especially to my guys, my gentlemen, fellas, uh, take time to grow, take time to heal. Because yes. some of us have come through life unscathed. We all got stuff to heal from. Mm-hmm. And the earlier, the sooner that you recognize and acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can save yourself a lot of hurt. And you can save those around you a lot of hurt. Um, because those things, they stifle you in your growth. Yes. Might be certain areas where you feel that you should be better, but because you haven't taken that time to look within, mm-hmm. uh, you're only lying to yourself. Yeah. You know, only you know, you know what it is that you have to grow and develop. And if you don't, go ahead find a therapist. Right. You know, it, there's a lot of, of avenues in order to live a healthy, sane life. Right. Um, I know you mentioned depression. Depression yeah. is real. It sure is. Depression is real. So. Yep. I'll take the time, definitely take the time to invest in self so you can be the best version of you. Yeah, man, I'm glad you put them solid words out there. And uh, you know, I always appreciate your word and King because um, I, I appreciate you put them solid words out there because there's somebody out there right now that needs healing and self growth and might not know the direction. I tell people all the time, if, you, if it's anything, you know, you, you need to talk to somebody, you need a direction. Hey, you can hit me up and on my podcast through chat messenger. And I'll lead you to somebody to get you some help as depression or self-growth or whatever. Because I believe in helping somebody. And that's what I got this podcast for. Helping, and especially helping us men. Because a lot of men, we just, we put a whole lot of stuff in our shoulder. Knowing we got these problems, but we still put more problems on it. And we ain't even self-healing ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to help self-heal ourselves or we can help these problems. You know, so you're right. And a lot of times we don't think, I don't need no help. Or I'm mm-hmm. not going to get no help. No, it's just doesn't matter with getting the help. We human beings first and foremost. There's nothing matter with getting help as a man, getting help. You know, sometimes that's the best thing you can do in your life if, if you know what I know. So <laughs> so with that said, uh, man, I appreciate having y'all, man. You know I do, man. And much love to you and much blessings to you and your you and your wife. And uh y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Uh I definitely will keep keep checking out everything y'all doing and everything and uh keep supporting y'all. I always love having you on my podcast and y'all just keep doing what y'all doing and Keep having this self-growth and spiritual growth and sky's the limit for y'all. And I mean that wholeheartedly. It's appreciate. I believe this is our third time, right? Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's and it's because of, just because the people love hearing your voices, you know, and what you're saying. So with that, with that said, I mean, you know, so what I gotta bring you back. <laughs> thank you for being so, along the journey. Yes, thank you for being along on the journey. And ultimately, yeah. we hope somebody is inspired to keep pressing. Keep yeah. pressing on, you know, right from this particular message. So, yeah, I love it. I love having y'all here because, you know, just love listening to y'all and it, help, it helps me grow too as an individual, listening to what, what both of y'all have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I thank y'all for being on here. I thank everybody for being part of this BHLC podcast, BHLC podcast. Subscribe on YouTube, BHLC podcast. I'm also on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. Um, 
Keep supporting this podcast. I'll be back here next second Saturday of the month. Y'all support what the Greens are doing. They gave you all the information, so go support them. Uh, and, and I'm sure not only would I help you if you need some help with depression or some type of self-growth, they can lead you in the right direction, too, if you go to them. So like, whether young or old, the young man's looking at this right now, don't be afraid to contact uh, W.L. Green. Don't be don't don't be afraid to. You know, the, like my father said, the, the one question you don't ask or the one help you don't get is the one you probably should have done. So but um, continue doing what y'all doing. Continue on your journey, man. Man, much blessings and stay highly flavored favored and blessed stay blessed up man much love to y'all y'all keep doing what y'all doing and um it's the blhc podcast thank y'all for tuning in and thank everybody for watching tonight and much love to y'all man always thank you okay no problem <laughs>